0: Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the film podcast on a terrible journey to find that ultimate sweet spot between a film so bad it's actually fun to watch and the bad film that is just plain unwatchable. My name is Jamie Valentine, and I'm joined as always by the man who was absolutely not a wild child in his youth. It's Joe Thompson, everyone. How are we that's, this evening, buddy? That's gotta be slander. What do you mean slander? <laughs> I was I was wild just in a very organized and responsible way you, I think I mean if last episode was there anything to to go on I'm, I'm I'm convinced you didn't even get detention whilst you were at school so <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, funny story. I got the tension once, and it was in the very first week of secondary school, and I was so mortified. I never got it again. Um, Anyway, guys, (laughs) I wanted to pop a friendly reminder that you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Crapflix Podcast for our weekly animated releases. For each new episode, we also share some visual gags that we noticed from the films we're watching plug other podcasts that we love, and generally talk about films all day long with people. So if you want to get involved with the community, jump right in. There's a space on the sofa for you, man. Crack open a beer and kick back.
0: Now, Joe, I don't know about you, but where I am right now, it is bloody freezing. So to curl up in a warm house and watch a good Crap Flicks with you is an absolute treat. So please uh, do, do spoil me with some Crap some Flicks goodness tonight. I will, but I'm
1: actually going to first start with an anecdote, friend, because I need to tell you how I got to this exact moment today and why you're probably going to kill me. <laughs> so, so, I am currently residing in Jersey. Uh, I'm here to see my family. Jersey is in the Channel Islands, for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, Jersey. Uh, they're talking there. Jersey. I'm in a, I'm an original Jersey. Uh, but to get here, it was a bit of a palaver. So let me just quickly explain this story. Um, we, uh, I, we we, had packed up and we were ready to go in good time yesterday afternoon. We left the house at exactly 3.30 to uh, to get out the door, to head across to the other side of London to go to the airport. I had previously pre-booked a long-stay long car park for us and uh, we made our way in good time. I'm one of those people, as I'm sure you can imagine, that provides plenty of time. I'm not a last-minute rush kind of guy. He, he's no wild child. <laughs> I would very much like to be ready and I'd rather be a bit bored almost in the airport than be late and we'll be just go to the bar. The plane, yeah. is- exactly. Uh, or buy things you don't need that are more expensive than usual. <laughs> um, but they're, they're, they're cheaper. Anyway, so got to the got to the, um, to the long-stay car park. Great, all good, found it fine. Then got out of the car and realised somehow uh, I'd managed to book a long-stay car park for... Exactly the wrong airport. So, so I got out, realised I'd got a uh, take car park for Heathrow, and then for whatever reason assumed I was flying from Heathrow. Turns out I was flying from Gatwick. So within within the next hour, I had to get in the car and do some kind of fast and furious moment to try and get me from one airport to the other what? in good time. So this is what I had to do, Jamie. I'm not joking. I'm that stupid. Right. Okay. So I get to, I I manage through rush hour traffic on the M25 to get from Heathrow all the way to Gatwick. I arrive, we arrive at the car park at Gatwick at quarter past six. I shit you not, we were sat on that plane by 10 to
0: seven. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause to get there. At that time, to then to then park up, get to the terminal, check in. However, express it is, you still have to check in, get through security, have to do one of those flipping terminal trains because Gatwick. Uh, make your boarding. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, stop off to buy those cheap sunglasses we just talked about that were overpriced. Actually, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. And so, on the way, obvious,
1: obviously, I, it's my fault completely. I'm the one that booked the wrong place. I don't know how it happened. Maybe Google algorithm. I don't know why I, 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 I thought we'd be leaving from Heathrow. I don't think I've ever left to go to Jersey from Heathrow in my life. But anyway, I've been very stressed. Work's been busy. On the way from Heathrow to Gatwick, it's either gridlock traffic, which is obviously driving me crazy, or I was bombing it and weaving in and out of traffic like, uh, you know, some kind of uh, Mission Impossible film. And, um... And I literally, for half the journey, I was like, we are not going to make this. We are not going to make this journey at all. And then I was like, OK, well, the only way Damn. we're getting on this is if Damn. we ditch our luggage, leave it in the car and just take hand luggage, check in online and then just bomb it straight through. So that's what we did. So we left all of our clothes. So we're basically cartoon characters whilst we're home because we've got one set of clothing and I've got my We have our laptop bags. So we're able to work. Uh, anyway, long story short, Jamie, that's why my audio is going to sound pants today because I'm recording off my iPhone because I had brought my microphone with me but it's in the fucking back seat of my car in a suitcase wow all 100% I love and I was like, a 100 do i tell story. our audience do i tell our audience yes i do because you need to know what you're dealing with people we are deliberately marching ourselves on a weekly basis into watching shit shows for you this is how stupid i certainly am um and i just want you to know that also, also not for nothing, we parked in the short-stay car park, and so we're definitely going to get completely spanked on the on the payments when we get back. But we didn't miss the plane, and that's what it that is. And you're back home. If I hadn't very recently been on a journey losing
0: two and a half stone, I don't think I'd have run all the way across Gatwick because it's quite fucking big. Um, Joe, look, all these yeah. things in life, if nothing else, uh, and I've got a friend who this is his mantra for life, If even if it all goes tits up, it makes a good story, and that is a phenomenal story, um, oh, mate. I know, he said, Honestly, "Oh yeah, we, we you know, livid." You don't know what he had was like maybe making uh, off off decisions. I still assure you, they are no worse than people who directed some of these crap flicks and made very deliberate decisions about them. So. You're still better than them. So,
1: actually, I have some good news for you moving swiftly on. Today, my friend, we are not watching a crap flicks. We are watching a good flicks. Whoa! That I've completely kept under rips. Uh, it's an Amazon Prime special. And I'm going with something a little bit out there, but I'm pretty sure you're going to lose your shit when you find out. I'm not going to read a synopsis. Really? I'm just going to uh... tell you. Nope. I'm just going to, because it's too obvious. You, I, I've, I've tried to find several versions of it, and there's no way you wouldn't just know straight away. So tonight, my boy, we're going to watch the very first episode of the very first season of Drumroll, please! Survivor. The boys. Oh. No, the boys. <laughs> Because I, for one, have shits tons to say about that. I'm going to say right up, up front, well, this is going to be a spoilerific episode. I don't care if you've not seen it. If you've been living under a rock and you've not seen the boys, I don't give a shit. I want to talk about all these characters. I want to muse about what's going to happen next. I want to get super excited about it. Hope you'll join me, buddy.
0: Oh, mate. Um, wow. You've you've instantly also got me super excited as well for, for the socials because... Um, uh, I did a bunch of motion stuff for that for Amazon. So I'm just like, well, not that I have the exact same files to use, but I know exactly what I did for that. So that's the socials in the bag. Um, there you go. And also... The Boys.
1: How fun. The Boys is absolutely, probably one of my favourite, if not my favourite TV shows ever. I think it comprises all of the elements that I love. Oh, and I can't You wait. spoil and me. So it's exactly an hour. was well, an hour and a minute. So there you go. Perfect.
0: I knew you were going to spoil me. I didn't think you were going to spoil me this much oh, it's not even Christmas yet, so. I know, bloody hell. God, I've got them good to you. <laughs> Episode one, season one, the name of the game. You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, two one. one. Play!
1: Oh my God, this show, I, I think we found, okay, let's. Let the first the warning, adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, nudity, and strong sexual content. What else would you want? It's the perfect. Those thing. are all the it's things the I love. Thing. Even just the way they open this with this obvious tilt to Marvel, yeah. I just think is so smart. Oh, this is
0: such a good show. Well, the, the interesting thing for me about the the Boys TV show, um, in particular, was the fact that it came out at a time when, you know, the Marvels, uh, Avengers, and everything was still in full swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still. It wasn't like we don't have superhero fatigue with it because it is something completely different and fresh and like, you know, what if Superman was a dick and let's build the the universe around that. And yeah, and it's so
1: it's about so much more, isn't it? It's about the kind of corporate corruption, greed, selling yeah. out, you know, commercialism. Well, it's the, it's the uh, classic line. The yeah, superheroes aren't
0: actually the, the most important assets to vault. Uh, spoilers, that gets into more detail in season two. Being that I mean they're kind of like they kind of the face of this organisation, but they're not running it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. I just think.
1: Do you know what I always find as well? This is a side note. I always find it quite impressive that all these different media media's that have to come up, come up with entire worlds of superheroes, but not copy each other, or or at least not copy the names of well, each other. Well, I think
0: this is this is the beauty of. Um, like graphic novels and I will be the first to, to admit, I've not read the boys graphic novels at all. So I'm just a fan of the TV show, but in hindsight I would lo- love to go back and read them the same way I did for Sin City and, and Scott Pilgrim and some other um, other shows we've mentioned previously, Battle Royale. Um, but like the, the content in it, like I hope it's been captured as, as graphically and as true to the source. Um, as the TV show portrays, because I'm sure it's probably actually a lot worse.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those shows where they've made creative license differences, but ultimately the feel and vibe of it is very similar. Um, I do think uh, Homeland is on screen now. I think he's one of the greatest characters I've ever seen he's such a psychopath he's a
0: proper yeah like incredible the, the fact that this is a tv show where a superhero will just walk up to somebody grab their skull and crush it and you see it in all of its visceral glory and here he is now posing for pictures in the the modern uh you, you know kind of uh, social media kind of take on it so oh yeah like the celebrity
1: of it That's the what celebrity I love about Thank you. it yeah i think um it's so well cast this. I literally love every character. I think they flesh them all out really well. Um, I'm so excited that the whole of season two was just as good. Yes. Uh, as a continuation of season one. Um, and I'm super stoked for season three. I will say, um, speaking of the graphic novels, I have dipped in and out of it to see comparative differences. Uh, but for me, uh, the thing I'm excited about, they've basically, there's a spin-off graphic novel that was like a one-off story arc um, that's re- that's obviously related to boys, but it's uh, I can't remember the name of it to be honest. But it's basically like as if all of the superheroes, these corrupt superheroes, go on spring break, and it's just an enormous fuck. I think we've talked about this
0: when we when we've uh, off off air, and you know probably when the boys season two came out, this fuck island that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, the fuck. I, I I'm annoyed. I can't remember what it's called, but basically ever since the show started, the people were t- turning to the screenwriter and saying, oh, you'd never do that. You'd never do that. The, the fuck I didn't think. You'd never do it. And then he's finally turned around and gone, you know what? I fucking did it. So in season three, there's going to be a uh, spring I think they started to allude to
0: episode. it. There's some like Easter eggs at the end of season two, weren't there? That, that was like a thing that happens. But Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's it because it's, it's, I mean, we just had the warnings for it. It's violent, but it's also sexy, but it's also funny. But there's like, a, you know, there's there's depth to it each character is going through an art each character has like a real emotional um kind of journey they're going on and can completely change uh even just a matter of like an episode or two as we're literally about to see now for huey our lead protagonist you've got
1: to you've got to, you've got to give kudos as well to this uh actor the the his his partner to to in such a short space of time build a very likable character that you genuinely seem to invest in quite quickly yeah like it, that's very hard to do, to give you any kind of emotional
0: any Why emotional should you care about this happened. person lives or dies?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, she. This is very startling. Mm. I remember we were very hungover when we first put this on
0: <laughs> as a sort of happy accident and we
1: weren't ready for it. Because we just had Homelander and Queen
0: Maeve kick some ass. You know, they're p- pretty damn rough with the villains, but you didn't think much of it because, oh, they're, they're the bad guys. And then this moment that's about to happen... Which I'm sure everybody knows is in like the first trailers. Uh, spoiler alert! But um, that's why you don't step off the side. Speaking of,
1: speaking of uh, yeah, well, exactly. Speaking of uh, Queen Maeve, I did feel like until really halfway through the second season, she didn't have a lot of a lot to do, did she? Yeah. Um, but I think there was always that potential for her to be amazing because she's essentially the Wonder Woman of this slot, isn't yeah. she? she's super powerful, but she's definitely got her own her own demons. But um, no, I love it. I love the whole. You know, when you get to see behind the curtain and see what it's like to be a superhero and how ridiculous uh, is
0: his his missus just disappeared and I um, especially effects not what's are so good in this here. as well. Let's we've oh, yeah. got to talk about that. We talk about the violence and the the gore and stuff, but the way it's done and some of these superpowers are portrayed. Um, even again also, in this, like, oversaturated market. Fuck. Yeah, that's somebody's body as if a superhuman has just run through it, and that's all their flesh and blood and organs fly. Ah! Oh. Wow. wow. And it just collapses to the ground. That's A-Train, who can't stop, it's and A-train,
1: he's off. A-Train, yeah. Lovable asshole, A-Train. Yeah, and he's A-train. left holding I, the uh, hands. Hold- oh, you would I, Honestly... Audience listening, if you have not dedicated time to The Boys, I urge you strongly to start watching it. It is incredible. And I think that it's just so layered and it's got so much nuance to it, despite it being like an all-out gritty, dark take on superhero culture. It's just brilliant. And uh, we're now introduced to uh, Starlight, Starlight's who uh, who is a uh, sort of a, a debutante... Uh, uh, entry new entry into uh the Vault. uh
0: Vought Seven is it called? Is that called? Uh, yeah, but hang on. I just the, the mild criticism, she's punching holes in her mum's wall. Like, come on, that'd that would be, be so disrespectful. Annoying. Yeah. yeah, no one's doing We that. get it, you're freaking yeah. super strong. Yeah, she's she's the so newest she's got, member like, of uh, the seven.
1: It's interesting seeing her back in episode one actually when she looks even more like country bumpkin and innocent like compared to now they've really doled her up and given her long extensions and she's we- wearing lots more makeup but also stuff, she's right? less naive she's
0: like, and her cat like you know really early on yeah. for the fact that she goes through all this stuff with the deep and then her like sexual image in terms of like the marketing and then her disillusionment yeah. with um you know okay the reality of actually being a superhero and never and thinking her her relationship with huey how that's developed ah oh, so good mwah, chef's kiss
1: mwah, mwah, mwah. what's the best she thought was going to happen when she shot firelight a starlight into the camera like you're probably going to break your camera the mom, the mum's going to come out like my fucking wall of my fucking camera yeah. <laughs> she's got a familiar face um i've never seen her before or anything but she's got that kind of look that reminds me of a few other actors Kristen Bell uh, can't quite place them right yeah something like Kristen Kirsten Bell mixed with who
0: is it who does she remind me of you're really good at this normally come on Joe don't let me down yeah it, it, it will come she has me. a very girl next door yet. look I think which is obviously very very deliberate as well in terms of her casting and kind of the way
1: I think so I love the kind of lameness of her suit it's a bit like homemade and tacky and it's like a golden I, I, white number and she just looks a I, bit I, she looks she looks very small town which in this world you know th- there's um the there's the very glorified and glamorized uh main uh vort seven or you know, certainly the people that are owned by vort and there's a number of other kind of subsidiary the
0: wannabes superheroes yeah.
1: the wannabes or the, like the kind of the local local town heroes i suppose that are still super powerful power um Superheroes, but on a much smaller scale. Um, This uh, little tidbit, this is Simon Pegg, um, and he is in this... Are you going to say the
0: same tidbit, or did you tell me this tidbit before? Well, I don't know, because I haven't said it yet, but (laughs)
1: but, uh, he is in this because the original character uh, that is played here by uh, the main... Thingy uh, thingy
0: Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, son of Dennis.
1: Um, And Meg Ryan. uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, he originally was drawn to look exactly like Simon Pegg which is why it's a good of a nod to Simon Pegg to have him in it obviously he's too old to play that character now but I, I like that they bought yeah. him for it I think it's cool. I,
0: I did know that and again I can't remember if you you told me that or it came up in work discussions when we were uh doing the advertising stuff for it but uh, yeah ah everything delicious it's, it's
1: amazing how quickly they drop Simon Pegg out of it actually is he even in an episode past the first yeah. first
0: one does he come back?
1: Yeah, th- he's not
0: in season two, is he? Um, yeah, so because suppose. he gets he gets held yeah. hostage. Spoiler. What in season two? Yeah, by um, A Train in season two. Well, oh, I didn't when, remember when, that. Though. Again, spoilers, but you know, if you haven't watched the boys, pause this podcast, go and binge watch the two seasons, and then you know, then you can really dive into a good flicks with this. Um, but yeah, he's he, he definitely comes back. He's no. not just a, a one off on this. So, from a story perspective, uh, the main chap whose girlfriend
1: got run into by uh, the highly uh, the high speed flash equivalent called A Train, um, he is he has had a lawyer show up at his uh, old pokey flat that he lives in with his dad to tell him that, but to basically try and smooth it over and make sure it doesn't hit the court. Basically,
0: it's a it's a lawsuit settlement.
1: Yeah, it's a settlement that they're trying to downplay, I suppose, to not make a big deal out of it and. Uh, He's livid. As you fucking would be. Because <laughs> of the way that it was announced, uh, A-Train tries to assume that she just stepped out, etc. Oh,
0: and that was actually Huey having a... A moment. Yeah, which didn't happen. Can think about it? Huey, that's his name. Huey. Completely forgot that this whole time. I think I can remember most of the names. It's a little bit harder with some of the non-superhero characters. But, you know, this, this is a... Um, Again, one of the show's strengths, I think, is it's definitely an ensemble piece, although, you know, the, the protagonist is Huey and a lot of the at least the initial um plot revolves around obviously this instant with his um his girlfriend in A-Train, but it's such a strong ensemble cast. Like you mentioned, the the casting, each character feels believable. Um and is like just spot on for the the different superhero or anti anti soups. So we should be calling them soups. You know, we need to we need to be on point yeah. soups.
1: Yeah. Um favorite character?
0: Uh, I like how funny the deep gets in the the latter season in terms of basically it's just fall from grace. So I like the comedy around that. Um and his oh, weird think, fake redemption arc, and it's just like he's just being he's he's hmm. never getting back to the seven. But um I do I do I, I
1: do like the deep they have definitely tried to one eighty the kind of sex predator yeah he
0: falls so quickly from, the deep. from Grace. Um, absolutely I love me butcher. My,
1: my, oh nice. See, we'd be friends then, because I love Frenchie. Ah, absolutely. Frenchy.
0: Frenchie's good. Uh, again, gets a bit more depth into season two and you get a bit more of his backstory and uh, you know his emotional heart to him, but he's also just a very, very smart but funny guy as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? It's 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 well shot. It's movie quality shot, which I always think in TV shows, how they, they're they essentially making an incredibly long movie, aren't they? Well, Christ, and you think like about the like, amount of production that goes Game into Game of it.
0: Thrones by the end was costing, you know, six, seven million an episode. Uh, prime video. Isn't that wild? Um, wild? Hang on. Prime video. Not that I'm, I'm I'm being a fanboy because it's related to my job. The Wheel of Time. Which I've just been on for the past two months and is now released on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, Ten million an episode—it's—it's it's broken the bank. Oh,
1: you, what well, you did the you did the um, the media around Wheel of Time. Yeah. Oh wow! So, uh, Gruff, my husband is—it's one of his favorite book series ever. He's been absolutely stoked that that's coming. Mate, out.
0: I told you about that ages ago. Have we not had a conversation on this? I forgot completely. But he, he never well, listens to me. It, he doesn't treat hey, me right. Hey. He comes home late, stinking the rooms. I've boobs. never heard
1: of <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought it's because I've never heard it before. It just completely flew out of my head like a brain fart. But if he had heard it, he'd have got really excited. Because oh. he saw the trailer and he was like <gasps> and he said the only annoying thing is they've done that thing where they released a few episodes
0: oh, and they feed it out. And do you it. know what they did it with? One of the first things they did it with? The boys season two.
1: Yeah, I'm not into that.
0: Just give us the season. Because though. the first episode, you know, the way Amazon shows it at the minute. Okay. I know this is a good flicks, but we're having an Amazon rant for a second. The first episode is pretty much the trailer, almost. And then by, this, by the third episode, they've started getting into the exposition and the heart of whatever you're watching. And that's when you're most invested. And then you suddenly have to wait a week. It's like, no, either give it to yeah. me weekly from the off or let me binge watch it. Don't half and half it. And they've now kept that as a trend because, yeah, they've done it with the Wheel of Time. So,
1: can I just say, imagine having a dad who's literally at all turns trying to tell you that you can't do something <laughs> like you're, that you're not yes, capable I'm of something, peg. you shouldn't do it, stay in the shadows, don't achieve your goals. Like, I just can't imagine what that kind just of thing would do die. to you. Yeah, this PR lady is incredible. Oh, I think she's such a good character. I was going to call her Gwyn. I love Starlight's pushy mum as well. She's well, that's it. You
0: also don't want... Okay, you don't want the the under, the under underachieving um, despondent dad, but you also don't want the super, super pushy parent who like makes you do everything. It's like, you are going to be president. It's like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to do well and like the support, but I don't need <laughs> that level of expectation, you know? You know what? It's so wild going back to the first episode of Madeline Swan. So
1: much has happened. God.
0: She's a good character.
1: She's a good character. I was actually very surprised she gets written out in such a gory way, but I I thought she'd be around for a while. Do you
0: know? Because there's there's always a classic thing, um, and depending on the source material, if you think of like The Walking Dead um, and whatnot, that they reach the point where either tv shows get ahead of the comics or they make certain changes to in terms of the canon in terms of keeping certain characters alive longer than they were in the original or vice versa they might kill off a character earlier um do you know how uh, faithfully the boy sticks to that like is she supposed to die at this point does she go on longer is there another character uh, who has a similar fate do you know
1: uh well i i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong anyone that's better than this at me uh, better at this than me but i um i think she's originally a, a chap i think they've gender swapped her in this okay. which i think created a, a whole different dynamic with homelander oh God, so yeah. i think it is quite different from the start um <laughs> yeah, really different
0: that, dynamic
1: <laughs> i think the chap that comes in to re- essentially replace her is kind of more the presence from the from, uh, the, okay. from the start so i think it was a smart move I, I think every move that i understand they've made that's been different has been very good yeah um but I just love Thank it. You. It's so Marvel. It's such a, it's such a play up of it. I just think Well, it's the fact up. that
0: yeah, the Seven are pretty much based on as you said, um, you know, you got the Flash, you got Superman, you got Wonder Woman. It's it's the Justice League basically. So, fuck you DC. Yeah, I, don't,
1: I still don't know what Starlight's supposed to be
0: though. Um, hmm. uh she's like Jubilee, I guess, from the X-Men. Oh my god, I hated Jubilee with a fucking Pretty yellow rainbow. Oh my god. But mate, X-Men 97. Oh, what a, what a cartoon series. And there he is, The Deep. He's on stage with his flashy green, the obvious Aquaman piss take, because the big thing is nobody likes Aquaman. He's the worst of the Justice League. And I know Jason Momoa has done a hell of a job recently, but I love that they target that within The Boys as well, make the, the water guy the weirdest one. <laughs>
1: I will say as well, a major costume change from the graphic novel is that the deep in the the novel has like one of those stupid old timey helmets on like an old scuba suit. And in here they've kind of made it much more like modern day Aquaman, which is obviously, again, another smart move. This guy is a handsome guy, got to say. Gorgeous. Even
0: if he has a sex pest.
1: Chase Crawford is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. And he's got a great bum. And look at that.
0: So, I mean, this is having everything. So that's that. I think that's a, that's a facet, by the way, to both the crap flicks and the good flicks. You know, a good bit of um uh nudity. Yeah. Flesh. <laughs> Easy on the eyes.
1: I it's surprising that they announce her before she's even trained already. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, go in, go, they go, go. It's
0: almost like Joe, it's just a PR stunt.
1: Oh, I love it. It's so gladiators the way he does that little pose and everything. It's brilliant. God. I um I think he's beautiful (laughs) and that's important
0: (laughs) that's all that matters
1: i do i will say i love the boys and obviously it's called the boys because the boys are the group of people that try and take down Vort and their enterprise but um i do think i tend to prefer the scenes that focus a bit more so on the on the vort characters because i find them more i wouldn't say more interesting but i just think it's fascinating their world and how fallible they are so he's walking around a convenience store. Seeing A-Train. Everywhere, everywhere he looks, there's pictures of A-Train holding Red Bull and other kind of merch and full-size full cutouts of him. And he's on the f- cover of magazines and everything, which, again, if you're trying to get over your uh, your dead girlfriend, it's probably not the easiest thing to do. So
0: uh, he's about to sneeze or something. No, he's about yeah. to lose his shit. There you go. <laughs> Can't remember. We, we, we do see Billy Butcher in this first episode, surely
1: uh almost certainly yeah there's a few characters that we won't see i don't think we see the um kind of feral girl whatever her name is uh i don't know if we Can see frenchie come? in the first episode
0: um it's a very good point. it's
1: really an introduction to huey and to starlight isn't it because they're the two they're really the two eyes of this so huey from the perspective of joining the boys and starlight from the perspective of the joining soups Ford. and
0: the anti-soups
1: yeah so uh starlight and the deep are hanging out in the hq and she's fangirling because she's in the headquarters now about it and she's super excited because she's young and naive and it's very mickey mouse disney club you know get involved and uh yeah i think he's about to break several boundaries i imagine we're about to earn the old um severe sexual content (laughs) warning yeah (laughs)
0: Well, is it the, that, that was one of the really messed up moments in season two, where um, Stormfront and Homelander start doing it in an alleyway on top of a dead body that literally uh, uh, they just crushed the skull of. I remember that and just be like, "Wow, this this show has as you know no no limits. It will do what it wants."
1: Oh, hundred percent. I mean, at the end of season two, one of the last shots, if not the last shot, is Homelander having a wank on top of the yeah, just <laughs> on the cityscape, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. I wonder
0: if his Jiz shoots like a uh, Superman. Here's hoping. Well, I say Superman. It's the joke in um, you know, the Will Smith film Hancock, where he's like he's fucking a girl in his trailer, and he's like, "Get off me, get off me!" And she's like, "Why?" Well, it's like, "I'm about to come," and he chucks her off in his. Is uh, his jizz is basically bullets, and they're flying through the trailer, but that would rip a non-super half. So, gotta be careful you fuck with people. I think this scene is definitely supposed to
1: be that it's trying to show you the steps to set up a romance yeah between two of them. Uh, I mean, she's just told him, for instance, that she used to have a crush on him in a kind of Giddish girly, skittish girly way. Um, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then it's all a bit awkward. And then
0: he's yeah, abusing his position. And then there he is
1: with the worst p- pants-related tan line mark I've ever seen in my life,
0: but with one of the best bums. I was going to say, was that, was that enough to, uh, to, to, to put you off uh, a bad, bad bum tan line? Absolutely not. Did you see the bum?
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Oh, and he's pulled his pants
1: back up. So he, he thinks he's missed. Uh, he thinks he's missed his chance, but then at the same time, oh, I think he's mixed, missed signals. But then he's basically just about to blackmail her, isn't he? Which is horrible. Um, so this isn't the most comfortable scene. So let's talk about something else. So, uh, some of my what are some of your most iconic and favourite moments
0: of this show so far? So far, um, I, I thought it was a really ingenious way how they get rid of translucent. Um, and the whole comedy yep. uh, of that, and that's the that's the the real no going back moment for Huey. At that point, he's um, he's one of the boys. He's killed. He's 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 killed the soup and has quite literal blood all over his hands and the whole place. Um, I think some of their their escapes in in season two, uh, especially with the the whole whale thing, is both uh, exhilarating and hilariously comical. Um, I think some of some of the Frenchy backstory gets really interesting because you know the the primary focus of the first season, at least, is mostly on the bigger players of the Volt family, and then Huey getting involved with the boys. But you know that's still very much the the Billy Butcher show. And then it's in the second season they've got time to kind of get some more depth. They add the the feral girl into the uh, the mix. Um, but then it all just culminates in this fucking wicked kick-ass fight between, uh, you know, girls doing their best, starlight queen Maeve. Um, oh, I really should remember Feral Girl's character name. Uh, kick in the ass of um, uh, Stormfront.
1: Yeah, actually, that that leads me to one of my favourite, like arcs i suppose is that at the start of season two the girls are all being forced through press as if there's as if girl power is very prevalent but none of them really massively get on too yeah. well and it's just kind what of what do we have very in forced yeah. and for the cameras and by the end it's it's all all of the girls versus one of the evil girls and i just think that's absolutely brilliant and i love that scene where they're all just pounding on one of them on the floor and yeah incredible. totally right on. There are some really really good moments to this and there we uh, go your favorite. billy
0: butcher has just walked into huey's crappy av shop what a what a character do you
1: ever look at a, a film uh, sorry a uh a job like this and think oh how easy would it be to just be someone who like worked in a tv
0: shop uh i thought that like, from like the 40 year old version version virgin <laughs> 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 version
1: yeah 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 like especially because in that they've got comedy japes and all the people to work with the fun so it just makes it sound great doesn't yeah it? i um yeah i just think god you're just literally selling tvs how easy is that and you just have but i bet you'd literally be mind numbing wouldn't it
0: well people always people always need tvs billy butcher
1: has probably one of Carla. carl, look, carl Keith Urban, Carl Urban, Oh, yeah, sorry, I got it um, totally
0: wrong. I said Dominic West. I said then Dominic Cooper. And I meant Carl Urban. I, for some reason, get the three of them confused. And the same is with Lord of the Rings. I forget who's in Lord of the Dominate Rings. Dominic Cooper? Isn't he the one from Mamma Mia? <laughs> yes, but he's in Preacher, which is equally a really amazing uh, adaptation of a dark graphic novel. Um, it's also written by the same guy, isn't I'm, it? That, the, that's the, why yeah. I knew this was in safe hands, because i just, I just finished binging all of... Um, Oh, season four or five of, of of Preacher, and then went into the Boys season uh, two after this, and was just like,
1: oh, oh, I've never seen Preacher. I need to watch it. I think, but the, this guy, uh, I think he's supposed to be British from some of the things he says, but he certainly sounds Australian. His accent varies In certain parts <laughs> of America. Like, he, yeah, it's one of those inconsistent accent I've seen for heard for a very long time. But he is iconic. This guy has some of the best lines of the whole show. His character is amazing. He There's a whole no monologue fun. he does about the Spice Girls at one point, which is so funny and just comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, incredible. And incredible again, incredible. you
0: know, his character's depth and you see more of the um, the tragedy and the heartbreak as it goes on. Um, but he's basically kick ass first and take names, uh, ask questions later. We'll take name, kick ass and taking names uh, approach. The thing I've always brilliant. loved... Fuck soups. The thing I've always loved about this, this show is... This is what
1: it would be like if there were superheroes. Exactly. They would be commercialized. They would be mass-produced, like, bullshit. They would probably star in their own movies like they They'd, they'd do have here. huge TikTok like, accounts of them, like, oh, just saved well, another villain. Save they'd be them. multi, multi-millionaires, because no matter what, what you care about, you would care about money if you live on Earth. Yeah. So, like, they would be paid a shit tons. They would be super popular. They would have, yeah, TikTok accounts, it, social media.
0: They'd do all these, like, like appearances. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it, it,
1: and they would also be held accountable for stuff too. And they would be, they would, there would be a perception of them that plenty of lawyers would try and protect. Them. I think the
0: soup's um, relation and Vault's relation in this, um, uh, in terms of the bigger picture of this universe, with like how world politics works and like the army and stuff, is interesting because it's something that's like a big contentious issue and something like the Watchmen, the fact that you know there's yeah. this. Uh, you know, omniscient, omnipotent god character in um, Doctor Doctor Manhattan that basically Manhattan. is a nuclear weapon and it freaks Russia the fuck out so they're on high alert and it's got, like... But, you know, who's, whoever's controlling them has, like, such power but they're obviously stronger than in the entire military so do you need a defence? So I, I... When I first saw Watchmen
1: I... Well, first of all it is basically almost a shot for shot uh film adaptation of the graphic novel like literally almost every single frame of that graphic novel has been put on that film it's very loyal um and i love i, I was like i got very attracted to this idea of like a dirty cd version of superhero dumb because of some of the things that are covered the Problem with watchmen is it's just so fucking depressing yeah whereas this is sad and and disastrous but also brilliant but also funny and you know horrific it's uh, tongue-in-cheek
0: about it it, that like although you go okay this is what the world would be like if superheroes like existed in that like how terrible some of those things would be it's still like amusing
1: exactly and you know here is i I suppose even in episode one he's at a nightclub which is all the creation of the show which i think was (laughs) their initial version of of portraying like you know this kind of fuckery island and kind of giving you a sense of that as well because we just saw two superheroes fucking in the air yeah uh and then a really small superhero running off the table (laughs) to go dive into someone's fanny hooray miniman what's she getting out of that come on um yeah amazing and this there's a stretch guy and he's gonna go in contort himself Oh, yeah, because he's secretly gay, but he's a preacher or something. There you go. So this uh, is a bar i definitely go to. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, there's loads of uh, empty beers on the table. Uh, empty beers, full beers on the table. Come on, people.
1: So this is a show that comes to my mind, if anyone ever asks the question, how many sh- how many TV shows do you know that start good and stayed good for the duration of their run? Even though I love The Boys... I would rather them do a limited run of show, of seasons and the, but keep it solidly good so they can end on a high. I don't like it when shows get ground down to the point where they kind of lose it and some of the actors want to leave. And now nah, keep it consistent. Keep them all in there. Do it really well. Well, this is it. it this is
0: a, a concept which uh, I, I didn't quite understand initially as a as a kid about TV shows. Is that you know in between seasons and stuff? You know there'll be you know different circumstances of showrunners changing or writers coming and going writer strikes and all that kind of jazz and that just because you might like season one or even season two of a show the longer it goes on you know the harder it is to keep that consistency and then suddenly seasons three and four might be terrible but then suddenly season five has like a peak again and like if you think of some of your favorite tv shows okay some of them might be consistently good but others it's just like you still love them but they have their dips and you can pinpoint which seasons are bad and which seasons are good. And I think that's fascinating to totally anything that can keep that consistency and be long running.
1: So in this scene, Starlight has just, after different clearly different. being essentially forced to do something sexual on the deep, she's in the bathroom, she's yeah. got, you know, makeup running down her face, she's very sad, and Queen May comes up and she's basically just like, Cold. Get your shit yeah. together. Yeah. Cold, how
0: they'd be etched
1: yeah. And you get the impression she knows exactly what's happened.
0: Yeah. Is that, is that implied because it's what's happened to her?
1: Oh, oh and there's, there's a some,
0: naked man in Translucent.
1: Full-scale full male nudity <laughs> there uh, from the Invisible Man, which again, if he was a perv, that's exactly what he would do. It is kind of like the ultimate uh, question of... Flight or invi- the The answer to the question of what would happen if superheroes were corrupt <laughs> and how, how fucked would everyone be? Yeah, what, because- what
0: if Superman was a dick? And you know, not just that he wanted to wipe out the world. Cause you know, that that's a, a different threat and that's been covered in superhero movies, but like he just goes to a bar and just drinks and then doesn't pay a tab and then just smashes the bar and across the bar and, um, you know, kills, kills some, some behold that he then fucks and then trashes an entire block of collateral damage, drunkenly trying to like fly out of there. you know?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I, um,
1: I, to pinpoint why I think this is such a good show, I think it is just the culmination of everything that I love in a show together like I do love superhero stuff like to to tangent slightly I am very excited about the release of the new spider man film yeah and I'm not and I'm not a marvelist so to speak I'm not someone who would watch anything just because it's Marvel I definitely pick my pick my moments and I will. But, but I love the ensemble films. I love the Avengers films. I love, you know, Civil War, things like that. Anything that brings a lot of things together. Anything that has got a big nostalgia kick to it. I also loved um, X-Men Days of Future Past because it brought the old cast with the new cast. Yeah. I love that kind of nostalgic crossover of things. I, I, I like it from... I've always enjoyed it and I will always enjoy it. So the thought... That much as Sony's trying to play this big marketing game, the thought that the three Spider-Men of recent memory will be on screen together, I find so exciting.
0: Is that 100% confirmed?
1: No, it's not, but I think it's...
0: Because Andrew Garfield's been pretty adamant. He's like, no, I'm not in it.
1: Oh yeah, but come on—it's—it's it's Marvel and Sony. They all sign NDAs all over the place. Like, I'd be incredibly surprised if they missed the opportunity whilst bringing back all of the villains to not have yeah. the appearance, at least in cameo, of the two currently still working actors who have re- in recent memory played Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: Like, well, especially based it would be, on the—and um...
1: actually, I put it to you that if they don't do that, everyone's going to be really pissed off. Well, especially after like, the success now, of um, been... into
0: the Spider-Verse.
1: It's been rumored enough and around enough, that long enough, that even if they wanted to add them in later, they could have done it. So it might well be that originally they weren't going to. I'd be very surprised if the final product does not have Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire in it. And actually, not for nothing, I didn't really like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man nope. at all. I, I love him, but I don't like I didn't like his portrayal. I think that was a director thing. But Put him in a multiverse type situation. He's an interesting Spider-Man to have within the Spider-Men, and I um, I, I hope it Tom Holland's the best one for me. So I hope it is obviously still predominantly about them. But I would be exceptionally excited. I've been watching all of these leaked um, leaked uh uh things and news uh, and sort of youtube clips about like fan theories about where the trailers are indicating that they are in it and you know i enjoy the hype Uh, it's been a while since i felt this hype to a film i think i think yours might have more your recent
0: one may have been the new it was absolutely bond um yeah and you know part of that as well as being a long time bond fan and uh part of that is also the delay of being like, oh fucking hell just i, I want to see it now like you, you i've known about it long enough and, and you know you have that, that build up and eventually you need to see it and like you said this is reach, reaching critical mass now for the excitement of um spider-man um i did hear the other day someone said that toby maguire was a good peter parker andrew garfield was a good spider-man in the costume and then tom holland's the the best of those both things combined
1: which i completely agree with i think andrew garfield is a very good well acting when he comes to being the actual spider-man and he's very cheeky and cocky which is what i think which is man but he's he's, he's not nerdy
0: enough he's not enough of like just look at toby have you seen spider-man 3 have you seen how that loser dances in the street oh Peter Parker. Because I suppose I suppose Toby Maguire is a
1: good spider Peter Parker
0: because he is
1: a bit of a <laughs> gimp. But the idea is that when he put when he puts the costume He's on he becomes Yeah, he becomes this kind of cocky cool kid. So so yeah, it is a combination. I do think Tom straddles both in a very good way. Yeah. And I hope one day he does straddle both. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in some kind of three-way situation. Mate, I
0: guarantee um, that's already been written about in some fan fiction.
1: Can you imagine though if they do this multiverse thing? And then they all get uh, knowing out. full well there's been an Into the Spider-Verse which was incredible Great film. Um, where they did things like that and they don't bring in the two despite having both both companies on board, Sony and
0: Marvel. Like, well, just... Marvel would do it. And the problem for the longest time was the fact that Sony had the the license to Spider-Man and they had to move fucking heaven and earth to get him into um, fucking Civil War. Which I'm so
1: glad they did. Which was
0: great because he was a fantastic addition to that and then to the Avengers and his 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 arc and in particular, like his initial um, uh, disappearance in the snap. Um, the first one um, with uh, being in the arms of Iron Man was heartbreaking. Oh, that was, that was horrible to watch. So unbelievably But, but also, the, uh,
1: also a multiverse is a brilliant way to explain why they've had three different Spider-Men. You've got to see them all. You've got to invest in them all. And now it makes more sense where there's sort of nuanced differences between how their stories are told. Yeah. Like, I, I just think it's... Why perfect, one went after Mary
0: Jane, the other one went I, after Gwen Stacy. Why there's different Mary Janes. I do, I do think yeah. it
1: would be... Exactly. I do think it would be a real letdown if they're not in it. And I think that'd be so... I think there would be an uproar. But I trust Marvel. I don't probably. trust Sony because
0: <laughs> Sony definitely weren't thinking that when they um, were plowing on with Spider-Man three or going like, Oh, you know, what? let's get a new Spider-Man in now. Let's get Andrew Garfield." At no point was it crossing their minds that this would all turn into a massive multiverse thing. It's just a convenient way to retroactively make them look better than perhaps they, they were, uh,
1: well that's that's i i hope the argument that marvel put forward to them because that makes sense and i think it does explain it away it is cool and even though yeah andrew garfield was kind of annoying as a character outside of being spider-man he'll be a wicked spider-man i love that they who? have slightly different
0: costumes who is the it spider-man type character in the boys does it exist i'll be interested
1: I don't think so, but it's the type of show that at any point someone could come along. A young that. preppy like, type kid. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's any kind of overly young character in this at the moment no. like that. But yeah, you know what? Maybe they'll be in that Fuck Island place, whatever it's called. <laughs> I remember what it's Barring called. Firing his web around. No,
0: no, I'm, I'm going with Fuck Island. <laughs> it's called
1: Herogasm. That's Herogasm. What the, that's what that story's Brilliant. called. So anyway, let's catch this up. We didn't miss too much, to be honest. We missed a conversation between some of the uh, bigwigs where they were trying to negotiate the use of a specific superhero and they had a very obvious uh, Black Panther-ish type character on screen. Uh, And now we've turned to the initial meet that is by coincidence and a happy accident between Starlight and Huey, who uh, quite quickly become uh, involved in some way. They're kind of the link between the two halves and uh yet yeah, both um uh, and neither are being particularly honest at this point about who they are or what they're doing they just kind of connect on a level that's very yeah. quick and very obvious well i don't think know?
0: huey really kind of like knows he's like starlight's like well actually no to be fair they're both uh, they're a more naive part of their journeys because she's trying to come to terms with Okay, I've I've now got everything I wanted, and it turns out it's abs, it's it's actually quite horrible, and there's a lot of strings attached, and this is what I thought it was going to be. And obviously, Huey's just been thrust into this both by a train eviscerating his girlfriend, but now Billy Billy Butcher kind of get getting involved and trying to get him on this anti-soup train quite quickly and turning him, you know, almost from a goody two shoes overnight into a, a soup terrorist.
1: Yeah, and I think.
0: So that's part of the genuine connection. They're both very lost characters right now.
1: Cool, They are, but there is certainly a similarity to their story. It's that, yeah, fresh eyes into a different environment and a group and the dynamics of said group situation. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a union that is a secret union for a while. I don't think anyone else particularly knows that they know each other. Um, and that's kind of kept that way for a, at least a little while until it's kind of exploited one way
0: or the other. Yeah, well, when they send um, you, like, it's very obvious that Huey is now uh, uh, on their on their watch list, and then um, or they even get suspicious of her, don't they as well?
1: So Billy the butcher has convinced Huey to negotiate with the lawyer, and the negotiation is that he will only be happy if he gets a face to face apology. From a train, um, good negotiation. And so that, so that's his way of trying to get into the HQ, which is something that Billy the Butcher wants him to do. Right? Have I got that yep. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but but going back on that, uh, the the deal at the beginning, which was basically like, here's like a small cash payoff, and you'll never talk about this again. He's like, no, no,
1: no, no. You gotta you gotta do more more for me. He's like, I will take the cash payout, but also <laughs> because they don't want the bad PR. It's peanuts to them. Yeah. This is the crazy thing about these companies. It's amazing. Um, Do you have any, what's your biggest surprise
0: that's happened in the show so far? Um, hmm. Biggest surprise of the show. It's, it's not the biggest surprise. Well, um, one thing I'm deeply fascinated with, I do want to be revealed over time. And I, I got really into like some of the theories and some of the origins, either from the comics Um, And how the show might potentially portray it. And this is why I ask about anything, you know, specifically on what they change and what they don't is the whole backstory of basically Black Noir's character. Mm. And I haven't necessarily spoiled it for myself because the show might not go in this direction. I, oh
1: yeah, I, I know what the comic does with it. Yeah, yeah I so, got really uh,
0: super like into that and was kind of like, wow, this is this is a really cool little arc I need to keep my eye on. So I wasn't paying attention to it in season one. In season two, I've been watching him like a hawk and there was like a few little hints, uh, but I think he is uh, fantastic, fantastically interesting for a guy who says nothing.
1: He Yeah, he's so he's one of the members that, yeah, he's mute, uh, but he's very, very powerful. Uh, and he doesn't speak and he wears a full body mask, essentially. So you can't really tell what the hell he is or what he looks like. He's a bit
0: of a Batman ish kind of character.
1: So they're at their superhero meeting, and the humor of this scene to me is that it's just a board meeting. Yeah. Like it's a board meeting. On today's like agenda. Just...
0: Like, yeah, like Translucent's wearing his flicking, flipping specs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're talking about sort of trivial shit and just I think they're talking about things like budgetary stuff and pay and yeah, like, like that it, infringement and
0: of and copyright stuff. issues because of like their likeness it's just like Jesus Christ yeah you're a corporation alright
1: Um, I feel for nothing that if you hover over the x-ray part you know that uh, x-ray feature on Amazon Prime where it tells you who's in the yeah. scene the picture for Carl <laughs> <Urban>. <laughs> what he looks like guile from street guile
0: fighter. from street fighter like some sort of gladiator costume but with but like, like bright Honor, blonde guile, yeah. bleached hair he looks like a fighting character where
1: you found an alternate yes
0: ah uh, you're so good with like, things a, he like, looks that.
1: like he looks like a dead or alive character, yeah 100%. much
0: more dead or alive or soul caliber than kind of like yeah a street fighter but ah uh.
1: So the plan uh, to reach the the end of episode one is uh, for Huey to invade, so to speak, by way of introduction, uh,
0: the Vault HQ. Get his apology whilst placing a bug for the old butcher. hmm
1: Because ultimately their entire mission is to try and take down this... Uh, the, the vault enterprise yeah. because they believe it's corrupt and you know it, some of the corrupt ways that they go about doing that is kind of a much of a muchness, i suppose but yeah well it's fight fire West with fire thing.
0: isn't it and i guess yeah like huey's still very much a pawn at this point and he does changes changes tune later down the line but um billy's a, approach very much is sorry if we're fighting these you know these gods essentially then you have to use any means possible to take them down so there's nothing off limits to him. This is actually quite uh, <laughs> discreet for him.
1: So um, just so you know, Stormfront is a gender swap as well. Stormfront's a guy in the um, in the c- uh, graphic novels, that, yeah. but is a female here. Uh, and there's a character that's coming into season three played by Jensen Eccles called Soldier Boy, I think. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've seen a few uh, a few. Uh, pages of of one of the, I think it was even the Herogasm uh, graphic novel, where I think uh, him and Homelander have sex. I think Homelander's a bit more bisexual in the comics. Yeah, I think he just fucks whatever. I think he's just one of those like...
0: I mean, it's fascinating you say about the, the gender swaps, because both those characters have such a specific relationship with him, uh, which, at least in terms of um, straight sexuality would wouldn't uh necessarily have played out um if they didn't really push the, the bisexual kind of route on him, which they kind of haven't done so much. Well
1: um, other than when he when he's because he nearly has sex with himself. Yeah. If you remember that scene. <laughs> um I just mean have a wank, I mean he uh like someone uh, oh yeah a shapeshifter more Hey what what, what, then, what uh, did I
0: say a few episodes uh, uh, let's uh, start that one again easy for you to say what did i say a few episodes ago uh, having watched a scene in you where the guy jacking over off over himself in the mirror is like hey if you can't love if you don't want to fuck yourself then how can anyone else fuck you well very true why well, so jamie are you saying that you'd like to fuck yourself well because i don't then um that's why nobody wants to fuck me Go <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself, you fuck yourself. <laughs> technically that's a compliment then <laughs>
1: So Huey's walked into the office, he had a bit of a panic attack and then he shook, shook the hand of the yeah. of A-Train who couldn't care less, yeah. I think
0: it's fair to say. And he's putting on like, I know he almost had like a, a panic attack or he's really suffering from PTSD, but a fucking brave face to look in the eye and shake the hand of a guy who just obliterated your girlfriend. That's
1: If I was a lawyer, I'd want to be like the sleaziest, like most like... Greasy lawyer who's like obviously corrupt and wears like and has like proper slick hair and like wears really sharp suits and is just an obvious cunt. That's what I'd want to be. Yeah, you're gonna be a lawyer. Go full lawyer. You know, be like Jim Carrey in lawyer. Yeah, don't don't,
0: don't stick up for uh, you know the 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 homeless girl. Become like a free defendant. You no, know, you want to get in with the big big corporate companies. Save the the, the scumbags. Oh yeah, make
1: sweet bank. One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly.
0: So Huey fumbled the device, almost got caught in the toilet by starlight, but there was somebody else watching him.
1: Which was a perfectly framed storytelling device because he was in the bathroom earlier naked and he's back being naked. Actually, this guy doesn't have much to do in this story, does he? He dies quite yeah. early
0: on. <laughs> Basically, right, we need to cast someone who's fine with being naked for most of this. Yep.
1: Would you ever get naked
0: for TV? So this is, a, this is a well very personal question, um, but I think I have a yes and a no, two sides of the coins approach to it. Yes. So Depending if you're, you're back or you're front. Well, basically. yes, because I have nothing <laughs> to be ashamed of in terms of, you know, my my, my manhood or being embarrassed by things like that. Um, happens less so now that I'm, I'm slightly bit older, but, you know, I used to frequently get, get naked when I was younger and when I was drunk, sorry, should put caveat that. When I was drunk, I used to think it was funny to get naked or take off my pants. Hence, no pants, no problem. One of my mottos I live by. Uh, but the the, the uh, flip side of that with the body dysmorphia um, kind of uh, approaches, uh, I generally just don't like my body and don't like in particular being being topless. Like uh, it's got nothing to do with being naked, but being at a beach wearing swim shorts, but being topless from the top up. Even if I'm like, okay, shape, I'm really, I'm just not comfortable with that. So the idea of like accentuating and exacerbating that scenario with people filming me um, or whatever, like fine, getting, doing that one-on-one in the bedroom, but you start adding more people into that and you start adding it into a sober setting. I don't think I could get naked in front of people for that reason.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think you, I could take my, you can see my
0: dick, but you ain't seeing my torso. Yeah,
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I I'm happy with my junk, but if my junk was placed onto a physique that I was un it was unequivocally in great shape, that's where I'd be like whatever. But I think the surrounding, yeah, my uh my hesitation would be about that. I think you'd have to be very very confident with your overall physique overall physique. That. Yeah,
0: and I think that's interesting because we're basically the opposite of there's loads of those actors who either for, you know, for whatever reasons and embarrassment personal reasons. They get like, um, you know, bum doubles essentially in films. We're the opposite. We're like, you no, know, can we have can we have a body double, but we'll keep our our own junk and our own bums. Yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the exactly. wonders of technology, man. Uh, interestingly,
1: I've just noticed, really, but Homeland is barely in this episode at all. I was thinking that he really certainly is, his arc builds later on, doesn't it? Like he's very, he's quite mysterious at the start. In fact, actually for the most part, he hasn't come across as like bad. You're not. Yeah. You're not sure if he is a good or a bad character. And actually I think the show tries to get you to think that he isn't one of the bad ones. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Initially. Like obviously
0: the, the weight is put onto translucent and the deep straight off of being sexual pervs. And then Queen Mae was very uncaring and Black Noir just doesn't say anything. A-Train obviously murdered Huey's, um, Huey's girlfriend, whereas Homelander's still very much almost that kind of like, I'm the leader of this group kind of thing. Um, strong image.
1: Can you imagine how long it would take to work out what the hell was happening here? If, if an invisible man tried to come into your shop. It's like the film Hollow I suppose if you, if you grew up with the media and you know there's an invisible superhero and you've just broken into their tower, you probably might work it out quite quickly.
0: I think it's one of those things, if you lived in this world where there are superheroes of all sorts of powers, if you just walked down the street and saw a man on fire, you might not even bat an eyelid about it. you just cross over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you would, yeah. Like, oh, you'd explain so many things. It's like, eh, that's, that's a suit. Or just, eh, that's their problem. Oh, yeah, oh, screaming and being on
1: fire. That's his power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flaming man. <laughs>
1: I, I think there's something about when you have a superhero setting, when you have a gritty superhero setting, it does put you on edge because you're like, anything could happen at this yeah. point. They, there's two, no there's a, morals
0: for them to not kill me, even accidentally.
1: Season two, there's an ongoing thing about heads exploding. Uh, and th- knowing that that could happen at any point really does put you on edge for quite a lot of that season because it will just come about. Well, it's like, who's it going like, to happen
0: to next? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And actually, thinking of the most shocking moments, it's a very small moment because it's not really narratively led at all. But they introduced essentially a daredevil character who's a blind character who can like flip around and do loads of things. And Homelander, just he's like, well, he seems great. And then he literally just cracks his ears and then says, what happens if he loses his hearing? And it's like, well, I don't know. And then they cut his hearing off and he just bleeds out of his ears. And he's completely destroyed. Yeah. And he's fucked him up for life. And he's like, well, that's a, that's pointless. I don't need that. And it's true. It's like it's someone who with a with a disability, but it's kind of glorified to be uh, super
0: useful in that moment. I just thought it was really, really impactful. So Billy Billy Butcher, knowing this would happen, as um, Lord, uh, Lord um, Translucent to Huey's shop, smashed him with a car, Spit blood on him so he can see him, and is now kicking the shit out of him. And this is a—it's a great fight scene because this is what I think I always like liked about the the boys versus the soups. In this, is like, yeah, they're not maybe like a hundred percent balanced, but just because they're a bunch of humans doesn't mean like uh, the the superheroes are completely invulnerable. Like they take out a few of them, and you know they've got different ways of handling it. Um, so I like the the the, the non one sidedness of it and the balance of. Uh, both sides they have their strengths and weaknesses
1: yeah absolutely and, and quite often it's the arrogance of the superheroes that kind of is their downfall yeah really. and the in, in ingenuity of the team the, the boys team that help, helps
0: them win over um
1: oh, right and he's bum. just
0: had his bum electrocuted this is why it's a good flicks joe this is why it's look at that jelly wobble <laughs> Look at that translucent, blood splattered, bum wobbled by electricity. Do you know what my first thought is, though? It's like, how the
1: fuck is he going to explain this to his manager what happened on this shift?
0: (laughs) Well, there's no. Well, I know I said there's a a turning point when he actually blows up translucent with the C4 shoved up his bum. Uh, But this, this is a pretty big turning point. You can't really come back to your job and have a normal life after this, can you? Absolutely not. But
1: yeah it's you know what as we as we as we you know head to the close Aww. of episode one i know i know it's it's brilliant this show reminds me of you obviously because of your own involvement in dealing with some of the promo around it but um, but we we
0: have had if, fond chats about it uh particularly when mm. season two uh was about to launch and all of our um uh, well we 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 had started crap flicks and chill then hadn't we it was only last year no, i
1: think yeah, I think so, yeah. The end of it's, summer last year, so
0: we would... I don't know if it's come up in uh, earlier episodes just in passing, but I'm glad we've got to go in-depth about it on air, as it were, and we've definitely just spent an hour fanboying about this, and I'm totally fine with that.
1: Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see the, the Easter eggs and the things they set up for the future, Yeah, uh, even in passing, sort of shots and moments and... Uh, there's just a lot of effort that's gone into the world of this this situation.
0: And for a first episode, um, so much has happened in terms of those narrative hooks to get you um, get you watching again. And like the way it's about to end now is to give you that what we just mentioned, that hopefully. That and is creepy. Twist. Yeah. Him flying like that in the dark is creepy. Alongside the private jet. And then you see the glow of the red eyes in three. Two. One <sighs> yeah, may they.
1: And that's when you know that Homelander is also severely fucked up.
0: Ah, oh, incredible. Oh, great soundtrack as well. I mean I
1: am a passenger. I mean what a show. Boom! What an uh, absolute show. If you um if you haven't seen this, I, I need to stress again. You were is time well spent. I actually I don't know someone who's watched it and didn't like it. Yeah, um, I really don't. It's got something for everyone. Um, oh my god, yeah. How do you even close out a show like that?
0: Uh, well, let's dive straight into the 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 chill awards. <sighs> well, uh, I'm going to give my chill
1: award to the deep, amazing bum uh i mean he's a sex pest but god he's so gorgeous
0: (laughs) it's okay i mean it's just saying something about life isn't it if you're if you're pretty and charismatic you can get away with anything which is horrible isn't it but yeah um it's gotta be well starlight over queen Maeve, but that's because you you know me i'm 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 a sucker for those those blondes um but obviously i think the the roster really opens it um opens itself up in um in season two in particular and I'm always fascinated to see any new superhero whatever their superpower could be and stuff but um it's a it's a pretty damn good looking cast all around um oh it's yeah. very very Hollywoods but you know i'm I'm buying it um
1: yeah absolutely and I can't think of a single way currently to make this show better they make amazing moves I'm just along for the ride I don't ever think it I I think it goes in an interesting direction. I think it's remained very good throughout. I've got very high hopes for season three. I think it's going to be brilliant. I think this team know what they're doing. Um, And I think I'm so excited to see this world ride and where it goes, because I genuinely think, Jay, got to be one of, if not my favourite TV shows ever.
0: Which I think is a very, um, especially, at least from my perspective, the time in my life that I've come into it in terms of like, my late my late 20s in the past in the past few years going into my 30s the fact that a show can come in and impress me this much to be like yeah and yeah you know, recency bias maybe but you also hold on to your favorite tv shows through rose-tinted nostalgia for the longest time for some so for something to come in and when you have seen a lot of especially superhero films and um and good TV shows in the build-up to this to be like, actually, you know, this is something different. This is something gripping. You, you know, it's the classic, like I want to now, God damn it. I am in, in the middle of two other shows, at least. And I now want to go back and rewatch all of the boys. I want to binge it. It's got that quality to it. Ah, chef's kiss again. Mwah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it made, uh, it, it came along at exactly the right time when superhero stuff in itself was being saturated. It's, um, it's got the the goriness of your likes of your deadpools and things like that, yeah. and some of the humor to it, but it's just a really good take, and it means it it leans to so much more politically than you think it will, and it's got so much more of a message and a point to make uh and i i really i really can't can't speak highly enough of it. It's a good ride, it's fun, it's funny, it's gripping it's great it's well shot it's well directed. I am fucking in love with this TV show. It is an absolute good flex.
0: Um, wait very, very, very quickly, which which member of the Seven do you, would you most think you align with, you know, flaws aside, or which power would you most want to have?
1: Oh, blimey. Um, I don't know who I align with, um, so to speak, but I know because I don't think I'm naive enough to be starlight. I don't think I am a sex pest <laughs> enough to be the deep. I don't think I, yeah, you know, there's plenty there that I'm not, that I don't really necessarily relate to, but um,
0: power wise. you want to be um, super fast? Do you want to have l- laser eyes? Do you want to glow things with lights? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. None, none of the the seven actually really i'm really that bothered by i've never cared about the flash's powers for example i don't care about running really fast i don't care i don't super speed is useful but it's very evasive and i don't you know it's not super useful and i would never cast myself as a person who would have like a homelander or a superman type level powers because it's a whole separate conversation but i always think that they're almost like cheat characters because they're so good like for me a good team of superheroes need to have a balance and and almost an equality in their level of power. And I think if you've got a leader who's all super powerful and then a bunch of basically minions around them, it just doesn't feel the same. It's kind of like the Pussycat Dolls, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Nicole
1: Nicole Scherzinger can dance and sing and she's amazing and she basically carries it and then there's like nine backup dancers. I don't need that. I need them all to be good.
0: I was was literally about to say they need to be the Spice Girls. Oh And on right, well, that note, um, this was Crap flicks and Chill watching a good flick. We've been Joe and Jamie, and thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, as Joe mentioned at the uh, beginning of the episode, you can follow us over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Crap flicks Podcast. And you can also email us, get in contact, CrapFlicksPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your good flicks. Uh, let us know... Uh, why you love the boys we hope you do Uh, that's why you've listened to this uh, episode if you did enjoy it please um, give us a review on whatever platform you listen on share us with a friend Word of Mouth is an absolutely fantastic way to help support the show and most importantly stay tuned uh, for next week's episode good night good night